Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And I know we mentioned in our recent interview with Shannon Daly that we would feature a full episode on the Tennessee response in our next show. We have been working on that episode and it will be released shortly, but we wanted to push out a bonus episode in the meantime, responding to the fear surrounding the coronavirus. There is so much uncertainty today. Information on the coronavirus is circulating in the news and social media rapidly. Updates and changes are constantly being made and it can be so overwhelming. Our on the ground team felt the urgency to offer hope and reassurance in today's episode. Second Timothy 1.7 says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We wanted to encourage you to not have the spirit of fear. And so today I wanna to introduce you to a Samaritan's Purse staff member, John Freiler. John has worked with Samaritan's Purse for 18 years and currently serves as our regional care manager for Latin America and the Middle East. John has deployed with many disaster assistance response teams all over the world. But in 2014, John deployed to Liberia with a dart to minister to the staff that was responding to the Ebola outbreak. John offers great scripture and wisdom on how to combat fear. John knows what it's like to be afraid, but he offers great hope to not let it consume you. We discuss the fact that fear is a natural emotion, but when it is unchecked, it can overwhelm you. And there is a difference between having fear and being fearful. Allowing fear to consume you will minimize your witness and relationship with Christ. Listen as John shares how he overcomes fear. The Lord just laid John Freiler on my heart, and um, I didn't know why. I don't really even know you personally, but um, it was confirmed when Melissa mentioned you actually went and encouraged Ebola, the Ebola staff when we were in the midst of that. Did you actually go to Liberia? Yes, uh, but that's, I don't know, 2014, time flies, doesn't it? Wow. But, uh, yeah, it was back so, in 2014, we, I was part of the DART team that went out there. Okay, and so that is, it is just confirmed. So we, we wanted to bring John in because he has ran into a fearful situation. And so I just wanna um, talk with you and hear how God comforted you and allowed you to do that, but then also how we can comfort others and be a beacon of light. So John, thank you for joining me. Um, Yeah, the Lord confirmed it in various ways, but if you could just explain to the audience, yeah, what your position is, your role here in Samaritan's Purse, and then we'll talk about your experience with that. Yeah, thank you, Christy. It's great to be here. It's a privilege. Um, I've been with Samaritan's Purse now 18 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last month, I celebrated 18 years here. It's been great. Uh, I love it. It's just there's so many things we do. We're right in the center of everything we do, including coronavirus. Really, like mm-hmm. all the like the world events. SP is right there, and so you know it's it's been great. Um, but I work. I've had several roles here in those 18 years. I am a chaplain with our staff care team, staff care department uh, that resides in human resources, um, and we call ourselves member care. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I currently am doing. We, we have a team of folks there. Uh, we're split up regionally. I cover Latin America. I cover our international field staff. And so I go out to Latin mm-hmm. America and the Middle East are, are my regions. And we're there to you know, encourage our staff. Uh, we want our staff to thrive spiritually, emotionally, relationally. And so as chaplains, we have some tools to do that. And, and that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is why we've wanted to have you on here many times. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. And this week, the God was just very obvious. It is now. And so thank you for making the time. I know this is a busy time, but just with coronavirus spiraling, you know, we just can't ignore it. It's an elephant in the room. And so 
Um, I think the president being on the other day, you know, when he addressed the nation, I mean, it's good to hear where we stand, but it also, I think, invokes a little bit of fear and panic. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he's that concerned. Um, we're just taking precautions. So it's good to be, to take precautions, to be careful, to be wise yes. and discerning. I think God gives us that. And so Samaritan's Purse is being wise. Um, but for those that maybe are fearful, can you talk to me about how the Lord equipped you to face Ebola and to go to go mm-hmm. in the midst of that? This is a, you know a time where you, could have died. Um, yeah. um, and how did you go in there and how did you talk to them and what did you say? Um, you know, well, one of my, one of the favorite things I love to do is just respond to, mm. to darts. I, I, you know, God's made me that way. It's my, in my personality, my DNA to, to be a, a risk taker in that sense and go out. It, it's really a step of faith. You don't, you generally know what you're doing, but you know, each time's a step of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and so you've got to, I trust God. Um, we knew what was going on. Obviously, our all our team was helping there. Uh, Kendall's doing a great job in leadership. I think Lance Plyler was leading the dart at the time. Um, you know, but when we got over there, that and then Kent and Nancy uh, got sick with mm-hmm. Ebola. That's when things went south, and it was a scary time. It, it reminds me a little bit of this time, mm-hmm. although obviously Ebola is much, you know, more lethal a higher uh, mortality rate than coronavirus, uh, much more. Um, but you know, where God call, where God leads, you know, where God calls you, he, He's with you. Mm-hmm. He, he, he will provide. Uh, you know, I didn't go out there thinking I'm going out there so I can help comfort people or whatever. You know, God, but when, when you're, when you're, you know, when you've been called to go out there, God gives you the grace to face whatever situation you may be walking through at that moment. And, um, you know, it, it was scary. Uh, There's a lot of lessons, spiritual lessons mm-hmm. we learned that came out of Ebola. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, which was good, we did a lot of communication, which is, was helpful in the fear level. It's good to know what's going on in this coronavirus. Um, it's good to educate yourself. What is this virus about? Mm-hmm. How can you prevent it? You know, don't, you know, wash your hands, don't touch your face, stay, avoid large crowds, those type of things. So, so, um, you know, so it's good to get educated in that. It's good to know that. Um, and those are natural things you can do, mm-hmm. but ultimately, you know, the Bible says, uh, uh, Psalm 56, three, whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in you, mm. you know, I love that verse. Whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I will put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. And so, you know, honestly, when we were over there, the biggest comfort we had, there's a lot of things going on, but, but when we would meet together and pray and uh, call out to God and cast our cares on the Lord, mm-hmm. um, I remember one evening we'd have update meetings in the morning and in the evening. And uh, after update meetings, we'd all pray. And I just remember people, at that, when you're desperate, you're desperate. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were fearful. We were mm-hmm. fearful. But we call out to God. We trusted God. We trusted in His promise. The Bible, so many verses when I was over there came alive. Uh, verses I'd read thousands of times before mm-hmm. meant something because mm-hmm. you could hold on to it. And uh, so I remember one time we, we came together and we prayed corporately. And there was just a sense of peace and calm. You know, that God was with us. We didn't know what would happen, but we knew God was with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that, those are just, you know, as you, you brought up Liberia, those are the experiences I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just leading the team in, uh, you know, daily, reading the Bible, uh, you know, praying, trusting God. But when we did that corporately, but individually, everyone had to do that, mm-hmm. you know, because your heart does, you, fear is normal. Mm-hmm. Fear is, we shouldn't be afraid. Fear, fear is normal. Um, you know, even in the Bible, you know, the Bible is, paints a real picture of all, of all the characters there. And, you know, the Apostle Paul was fearful. Mm-hmm. He experienced fear. There, there's a verse, 2 Corinthians 7, 5. It says, when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within. Mm-hmm. You know, the, even the Apostle Paul was fearful. David was fearful. He says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. So we're going to get fearful. That, that's, that, it's okay. We, we don't need to, you know, it's okay. It's normal. It's natural. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing we have that fight or flight part mm-hmm. in us. But, you know, do we need to be dominated by fear? Do we need mm-hmm. to let fear guide us? No. We need to come to the Word of God. We need to, um, you know, I, I love Psalm 121. It, it mm-hmm. says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who the maker of heaven and earth. God! We're mm-hmm. children of God and the maker of heaven and earth. He's our help. You know, I, I think the psalmist says he lifts his eyes up to the hill. He, he can look at the nature or he can look at man, but his help comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think as we struggle with fear, which is normal and natural, uh, again, there's some things we can do naturally to combat it, you know, understand the virus, understand what we can do to prevent it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we need to get into Scripture, have the Lord speak to us through His Word, and mm-hmm. believe and trust on those promises. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that, that fear is, fear is okay. You know, our emotions, that is okay. Yeah, it's, it's when it takes, you know, takes root and takes over, yes. you know, and takes our mind. It says to not let things take our mind captive. You know, we have to, um, and I'm glad you said that. And that's why we want to bring you on here because we don't want to give any expert advice because that changes right. moment by moment, right. you know, but exactly. what stays the same is God's word, Amen. you know, and that's what I've been clinging to is that, his word and his character doesn't change. Yes. The situations, the, yeah, every day. I mean, every hour you get new updates. And so we, we knew we couldn't even talk about that or say, how do you respond? I mean, yes, educate yourself, learn more, but that's gonna keep changing, but God's word won't. Um, and one question I have, um, I was actually reading Judges 6 through 8 today. And I've read this many times, you know, when Gideon, he's trying to narrow down Gideon's fleet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always think of when he had the men lap you know, like dogs, mm-hmm. and that's how he eliminated them to 300 because mm-hmm. he wanted a small fleet because mm-hmm. he wanted to show that God won Amen. the victory, Amen. not man. Amen. But the first way he weeded them was um, he said, whoever's afraid, go home. Mm-hmm. You know, and it says, I think 32,000 went back, you know, and so fear, but he wasn't saying you're bad, you right. know, to be fearful. Right. He just didn't want anyone that couldn't handle it then. And and I looked back and that goes into Mosaic Law. And in uh, Deuteronomy 20, I believe, let me mm-hmm. look up, um, you know, when Moses is writing out the law, it says, if anyone is afraid of battle, you know, go home, go back home. Or if you just planted a vineyard, go back home and enjoy it. You know, they almost gave the soldiers that freedom. If you're afraid and you can't handle this battle, go. Right. Not... It's okay. Right. We don't want you in that state. Right. We want people that are relying, you know, because God said many times, especially in Deuteronomy, Exodus, the victory is mine. Amen. I am going to defeat these people. Amen. It is not about you. Amen. So I think I was just reminded today, and I thought, you know, for people that are afraid right now, 
there's no condemnation. No. I just was thinking there's not. But if you are afraid, you need to do something about that. Right. So go home, fix it. And so that's why I want to speak to our, you know, our staff, but also our family members yes. that maybe are afraid. My my spouse is going out. That makes me afraid. You know, how are we combating? So I think I just want you to talk about that. Like, so in Judges, I was just fired up today. You know, I'm like, God sent them home. No, no condemnation. But the people he wanted were the people that wanted their freed, their, you know, their captives to be free, you know, because mm-hmm. at the time the Israelites were held captive. Mm-hmm. So he wanted the people that wanted that freedom. And like you said, you are a responder. I think there are, there are many that were called to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband was a soldier. Yeah. Um, he has that, I will go. Yes. You know, he is not afraid. I would not want to go to battle. And that's okay. Yeah. God has people that he put in that desire in them to go. Yes. To go to the danger zones. And so... It's okay if you are afraid, Um, but I think God wants to give us all victory. And I think those soldiers that went, they got to be a part of something, you know, and the other ones missed out. So not that there's condemnation, but sometimes believers, you know, we cripple ourselves Mm -hmm. and we, we don't get that victory because we were held captive. So can you talk to me about that? And maybe I'm way off here, but I just, the Lord just was showing me that fear is a real problem. We all have it, mm-hmm. even mighty warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about, and you mentioned being in God's word, I think, and who you're around yeah. is important because yeah. he Very wanted so. those that weren't afraid because yes. fear is it, um, it, it. It's contagious. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Fear is contagious, but fear of the Lord is contagious. Yes, exactly. So how can we be a beacon of light in this time and give that contagious fear of the Lord? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right, fear is contagious, and that was one of the difficulties in Liberia, was mm. we'd call it, it's Ebola, right, but we'd call it fearbola, mm. um, because of the fear, because of the hype, and I think you see that in the world today. The, the, you know, honestly, if you look at the virus, if you get it, the majority of people, 80, they're saying 85% or so, it's mild. Now there's others, 10, 15%, you know, based on their prior health, they can, it can be very bad complications, but the virus itself, it's not Ebola. Virus is more or less a flu, more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole lot of fear generated, and I think what you're talking about, fear is contagious. You know, you see it, you read it. Oh my gosh, you know. But again, it goes back, I think, to getting one on one and getting one on one with the Lord, hearing His voice, staying in His Word. There, there's there's really no way around that. Again, we talk about natural ways to calm your fears. But spiritually, you need to hear from the Lord. The Lord needs to have that voice, but you need to be in the Word and uh, reading, hearing from Him. I, I like, um, if, if you let me share, in Second Chronicles, uh, Jehoshaphat, one of my favorite stories, he, uh, he's a king, and he had, that day, the bottom dropped out. Mm-hmm. The, the folks were coming to him and said, you know, there's this army, the Moabites, uh, all these people were coming, and they were going to annihilate Israel. And the bottom dropped out that day for him. It does for us. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus is the same thing. The bottom has dropped out. And what did he do? What did he do? It says, uh, some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom. It goes on. And then he says, alarmed. It says, alarmed. Jehoshaphat was alarmed. He was alarmed. Okay, so it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We can be alarmed. Mm-hmm. Those days, you know, a week ago, I was, uh, I saw, I was reading something on the internet. I sent it to Elliot Tenpenny. And I said, is this true? And he said, Yes, that you know it was the statistics of the number of beds that may be filled by the end of May, and mm-hmm. he says, looking at it, yes, it is true. 
and I was alarmed. I think mm -hmm. that's when I first got, oh my gosh, this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I, that's when I started to get wrap my hand, head around what's going on. But I was alarmed, okay? But he was alarmed. But what did he do? Hmm. What did he do? He says, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. They turn to the Lord. This is what Judah does here. There's a corollary in the New Testament, and I'll share that in a second. But what he did is he, he was alarmed, that's okay, but then he turned to the Lord. Hmm. He turned, he called everybody, called everybody to prayer and fasting. I remember again, we'll go back to Liberia. We were over there and we heard that Kenny, uh, when, it was, when, it, when it was dire, in his days, there was a few days it was dire. Ken, Ken had it, Nancy had it. A couple other people were quarantined. We didn't know if they had it. I mean, honestly, the, the bottom fell out. And Kenny went in devotions and called for prayer. And I remember we, I started to get all these, I was over to start to get all these messages of people praying for me. But I think that's important. That's what Jehoshaphat did here. He called mm -hmm. for prayer. And so what did he do? I won't read this whole thing, but he presents his request to the Lord. He actually quotes scripture. He prays back scripture to God. And then it said, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Right? They stood there. And then um, he says this, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the prophets and he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours, but mm -hmm. God's. You know, how many times do we take on God's battles? Mm -hmm. You know, this battle, this is bigger than us. This is a coronavirus. This is God's battle. Let's trust him. He says here, we, he, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged to trust God, right? And then he goes on and in an unconventional way. He puts the singers ahead of the army. He, he says he'll take care of the battle. These people are going to be defeated. I'm going to do it just like in Gideon. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. But he did it unconventionally by putting singers in front of the army that praise the Lord. They gave thanks to God. By faith, they were doing all these things, right? And then as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men, against the army, right? And they won the battle, but it was like you said, it was, a, it was God's battle. But all that happened because they trusted God. Mm. And the corollary, as I see in the New Testament, is Philippians 4, 6, and 8. Be anxious for nothing, right? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to know to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's exactly what Jehoshaphat showed us. Mm -hmm. He turned, he presented his request through prayer and thanksgiving and, and peace came. Peace came here and peace will come to us. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, all the scriptures that, or many of the scriptures that talk about fear, you know, whenever I'm afraid, I'll trust in you. It, it's all going back to God. Mm -hmm. It's all presenting a request to God. It's seeking the Lord. Unless I feel like if we don't do that, we're gonna go crazy. You'll go crazy because you need, like you said exactly what you. His word never changes, mm -hmm. you know. And God loves us. He's the maker of heaven and earth. We are His children. He loves His children just as you love your children. And those out there, listen, love their children and watch over them. He's watching over us, and He will help us. He will assist us. It doesn't mean we're not gonna go through trouble. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we may not get the virus. You know. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. fact, the Bible's clear that we will suffer. Um, Acts 14, 22 says, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. We will suffer, but God is always with us. God is good. He's good back to his character. He's mm -hmm. a good God. Mm -hmm. 
I love that story, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's, yeah, this week I'm like, the battle is not ours, you know? Yeah. And and I'm that's why I'm praying and hoping that as Christians, I mean, the non-Christians should be afraid, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but for us, we know, I mean, our days are numbered. Our days are numbered. You know, and so... So that's why I wanted you to talk about that. I mean, yes, we want to take it seriously. And I think, and that's why I want to convey to the families listening, you know, Samaritan's Purse is, you know, we are trying to do the right thing and keep people safe. Yeah. But we also have a mission and a calling to do, you know? Yeah. And so if God calls us to go, yeah, we will go with his authority. Yes, exactly. You know, going back, we talked about natural ways to alleviate fear mm-hmm. by understanding the virus. You know, I think what Kenny and Elliot have done to set up that Emmett an internal element that disseminates information to our staff. We're constantly communicating. We're constantly updating what's going on. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, people can call in. There's a there's a hotline there. They can call in the IHU, get information from professional medical people. Um, and I think that's just, you know, education in the virus. It, it That's a big help. That I mean, that's great what they've done. And I think mm-hmm. on a natural level, that helps us through this situation. You know, we've got folks that are a lot smarter medically than I am mm-hmm. out there. Uh, looking at this, you know, who's focused on this to help us and to walk us through this as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think something like the coronavirus is almost like a catalyst to show, because before this, everybody had anxiety or fear anyway. Yeah. You know, we all we all have our yes, own struggles, you know, do. whether you have a sick loved one, um, you know, so this just, I think, exasperates what's already happening, you know, and kind of like the tornado in Nashville. That's what we're hearing. A lot of the people, the homeowners that have been impacted, I mean, the storm was devastating, but there were other underlying problems. You know, someone had just died or, you know, there were just, so I think whether we have a, a big pandemic going on like we do today yes. or we don't, we're living in a fallen, broken world. Yes. So sin, anxiety, fear, is gonna face us every day. And I think that's why I wanted to bring you on here because some might not be struggling today, but they might fall apart tomorrow. So what can we do? What measures? So with Ebola, um, you said being in the word, fellowship, Mm -hmm. but what measures could you protect yourself? You know, say put your face mask on first before you help other people. So what can we be doing today to to prepare ourselves to minister to others? That's good. There are a lot of people out there to that are fearful, I think the best thing that we can do to minister to others, first of all, is make sure we're at peace with God, Mm -hmm. that we've dealt with, that we've kind of assimilated what's going on, that we're at peace with God. Because you can't give what you don't have, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, but once we are, once we're at peace with God, once we've kind of understood the situation, once we're trusting God, hanging on to his promises, I think the best thing we can do for others is to be good listeners. you know, people, uh, another way that, to alleviate fear kind of in the natural is just to talk about it. How are you feeling? How, you know, how are you feeling? What's going on? How are you feeling? And when somebody comes to you and shares their fears, shares those, you know, those nightmares that they have or those crazy thoughts maybe, to be a good listener and to listen, to hear what they say, not to go and tell them, oh, you should do this or this. Just listen and then listen again. You know, mm-hmm. continue to listen. I think being a good listener, somebody that people can trust, that they can download, get it off their chest. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, their fear, it will, uh, you know, alleviate their fear. And I think that's a great way to minister is just to hear, to hear others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of one, again, one way people get fear out of their heart is by talking about it. Mm-hmm. If they keep it up, they keep it in, it just generates more and more anxiety. 
They want to talk about it, but they need somebody that will listen. And not just hear them, but listen to mm -hmm. them, right? Mm -hmm. We are so quick. I myself am so quick. Somebody tells me a story, and I mm -hmm. tell the story that I've gone through, you know. Mm -hmm. But let's mm -hmm. hold that. Hold that thought. Just hear them. And I think that you're talking about ministering to others. I think that's probably the best way, or one of the best ways we could is come alongside, you know, that ministry of presence, so to speak, but listen and be good listeners. Mm -hmm. That's why we encourage you. Know, we were talking to so many people respond in disaster response, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people say, I, I'm not handy. I can't fix a house, but you, everyone can listen, everyone can you know, listen. and everyone can be, and as Christians, I mean, whether you're in full-time ministry or you, yeah, are in the army, I mean, you are in ministry, Yes, you know, we are all called. And so right now, that's why I just wanted to talk about this and allow people that are crippled with fear to not have condemnation. I want people to listen right now. If you are fearful, reach out. You know, I think yeah. that's the other bad part as a Christian. We think, oh, I can't be afraid. Yeah. You know, it's bad. Right. Um, and so we hold it in. Right. And so I want to encourage, and I'm glad you said that, if you are struggling with fear right now and you're listening, reach out. Yes. I mean, first of all, reach out to the Lord, cry out to him. He can handle mm. our honest cries. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at Job, you look at some of ours, they were honest yes, with their situation exactly. and that's okay, right? It is okay. It's great. Yeah. Um, but because he can take it, but we have to be reminded he is the creator of the yes, world. Amen. I think of how he said, where were you when the foundations of the earth were created? You know, he didn't get mad at Job for crying out and in despair, but he reminded him. And so that's why I always encourage people, go outside, you yes. know, and here in Boone, you can go outside and see the mountains. Yeah, I mean, I just, the minute I get panicked with fear, I go outside and look at the stars or the mountains and yeah. think the creator God is not surprised by what's happening amen. right now. Because you're right, he is in it. Um, he might not change your circumstances, but he can change your heart. Yes, exactly. Um, he, exactly, he's with you. You know, again, I, I go out on darts, and every single dart, and I don't know if there's a theology of disaster, but in every single dart I've been out on, God has shown up hmm. through divine appointments, through miraculous, like Bob Pierce God room, that whole uh -huh. God room thing. Um, and so God is here, even all this craziness. No, God is here. He's with us. He's, he'll see us through it. He hasn't abandoned mm -hmm. us, you know? And I, again, as I go out on darts, I see that over and over. God is in, in the disaster, mm -hmm. you know? He's, he's here, he's with us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times when we're fearful, being obedient and yeah, responding, sometimes heals us. Mm -hmm. So maybe people can't go on a dart, right. um, but there are ways, and I just encourage those, look around you. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people, whether you go to the grocery store, you know, there are people afraid. Yes. So how can we, I know for you, you get to be sent into disasters, but right. how can we be on mission on da in daily life, yeah. looking for people yeah. that are hurting? Yeah, well, yeah, I think that a lot of that goes back to relationships, the relationships in your life, um, you know, to be a good friend, to be a good neighbor, to uh, listen. Again, mm -hmm. I go back to listening, mm -hmm. um, to, to listen to others. Uh, yeah, there are, are a lot of things we can do. And like you say, it's easy to um, get caught up in our own little life, but everyone, you know, everyone is going through this thing. Mm -hmm. And so to be aware of others around us, particular family or friends, at least, you know, that we can see, that we can help out and reach out to. Mm -hmm. um, you've covered so much, um, but maybe just to close, can we give, um, obviously every word is inspired by God. And so mm -hmm. I feel like the Bible can comfort no matter what you read, but what are particular passages um, you study or share with people on darts? 
that have brought you comfort and healing? Yeah, I, you know, in darts like this, especially Ebola, Psalm 91 hmm. was a great psalm. It's a wonderful psalm. I, I don't know if we have time to read it. We, we, you go back, read, you know, it talks about he'll protect you from the pestilence. He'll, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Psalm 118, verse 19. I love this. I quote this. It says, I will not... I will not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. You know, in, in Liberia, we, that, was, that was our verse. I will not die, but live and hmm. proclaim the works of the Lord. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, there's some other ones. Oh, you know what? Another hmm. great verse. This is another great verse. Sorry, I'm looking through my Bible here. No, I just love hearing the authenticity and the passion. I mean, he's just... Second, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is great. Uh, this is great. This, this described mm. what we went through in Liberia, and I think a lot of times what we all go through, but where Paul says, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter, sorry, 1 Corinthians, no, sorry, I always get confused. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says this. I think this is great. He says, but we, wait, 2 Corinthians, it's written, I forgot, I don't lose her. Oh, sorry, 2 Corinthians <laughs> I get it. Here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, start with verse 8. It says, we do not want, this is Paul, right? We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia, right? Mm -hmm. Again, God has not promised every day is a sunny day and full of rainbows, you know. We're going to have trouble. We're going to have trouble. He said, we do not want you to be uninformed about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, mm -hmm. far beyond our ability to endure. You know, that described us in, in Liberia at that time, at that, that moment, back in 2014. We were far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. And I know as this coronavirus, as this madness and this hype continues, we can feel like that. But that's okay. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Mm. You know, Paul felt he was going to die. He was in despair. But why? But then it says this, but this happened, that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises mm. the dead. Mm. You know, why did Paul go through that difficult time? Well, it was so God would strip him of his self-sufficiency, his uh, self-reliance, his pride. And who knows if this coronavirus is part of that with us, you know, as, a, as Americans or whatever, mm -hmm. or whatever we're struggling with, you know, God takes us through those trials that he'll strip us of that self-sufficiency. Why? So we will trust in God. And it goes mm -hmm. on. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again, right? Mm -hmm. I will not die, but live and proclaim the works of the Lord. On him we have set our hope, and this is good, I'll almost finish. On him we have set our hope that we will continue, that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Again, the prayers. I think we need to be praying. Praying mm -hmm. for, obviously, the folks down there, praying for our, for our staff, praying like you were talking about. Let's look a little wider, praying for Italy, for China, for all those people that are going through mm -hmm. that that you will help us pray. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor God granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Again, Paul called out to pray. Pray for him. Pray. You know, God answers prayers. We need to pray. We need to be in prayer. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I love that scripture mm. because, you know, he was in a difficult period. We we're in a difficult period. But what did he, he, he But why? It was so that he would trust God and not his own mm. ability to 
trust God. And it came through. I, I love that hmm. scripture. I do. And that's why I wanted to ask you because we might have read it before, but reading it now with what we're facing today yeah. will bring, I mean, that is so powerful. And that is why God's word, you know, is like honey. It is sharper. I mean, it is, you need to read it because it There's is life changing and there is hope. And I think that's what I just wanted to talk about. And I pray that this pandemic, I mean, causes us to get on our knees and find out where our hope is. Because yes. I think here, especially here in America, you know, we've heard it said before, we get insulated. You right. know, we have insurance, we have grocery stores on every corner. We we think we're invincible. Yeah, exactly. And so when something happens, I think it's almost harder, yeah. you know, because, oh, we're not God. You know, it just reminds us we can't take care of ourselves. We need right. God. Um, we need his presence. And, Amen. you know, we're no safer here than we are over, I don't know. But I think it is, this coronavirus is scary because it's quieter, you know, than you Ebola. You can't see it. You can carry it and not know it. Right. You know, Ebola, I think, not that you're trying to compare them, but it was over there. Right. It, I think, but here now Americans are fearful right. because it's come over here. Right. It's a silent, you know, we right. don't know where it is and how to contain it. Um, but that's why I just wanted to encourage with what will never change Amen. and what does give us hope. Amen. And we can't even have hope in... I mean, I'm so thankful for medical care. I'm so thankful yes. for our physicians and our nurses and our doctors that daily fight this, you know, and we do, we need to be praying for them. But God offers something that can never be taken Amen. away. You know, Amen. I think of that song, no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from God's hand, yes. you know, until he calls me home. And I think, you know, that's something I practice every time Edward deployed. It's like, I would say, I mean, yes, the fear is, more prevalent when he's gone, mm -hmm. but he's no safer here, That's you know, exactly. if he's in God's hands. You know, exactly. I tell people that all the time, like to keep him home from a deployment doesn't save him. You know, he could die, you know, in a car accident. So yes. just to not, not, I don't wanna minimize people's fear because fear is fear, but I wanted to empower today. And I think you did that. And so thank you so much for giving us hope, giving us scripture. Um, and I think it speaks more volumes coming from someone who's walked into a very scary, deathly situation where you could have been overcome. So to hear you, it's almost like that, you know, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo, you know, I know God can save me, but even if he doesn't, I'm gonna walk into that fire, Amen. you know? And that I just want us to have that faith that even if not, you know, yeah. to live as Christ, to die as gain, Amen. you know, just to be reminded. And, I, and I'm speaking this to myself because yeah. I need to be reminded every day. Yeah. We have to wake up daily, you know, and that's what I love that you're, you're just going through the Bible on fire because we can't live on past what we've read in the past. No, you have exactly. to take it in every day. It's like food. Fresh word. You know, I ate a great meal yesterday. I don't need to eat. No, we've right. got to eat every day. And it's yeah. the same thing with his word. So I just wanted to remind us, I think sometimes as Christians, we can think, oh, I already know that. Mm -hmm. No, take it in today. Yeah. You know, and so the scriptures you've given, I know for me, Psalm 46, um, Psalm 46 yeah. you know, there's so many that I've just been claiming um, daily. You know, his word is a, a rushing water. Mm -hmm. um, so, John, if you don't mind, um, unless there's something else you want to share. I know as we've been talking, you might have thought of one more thing that... Yeah, I thought of one thing that I thought that it always impacted me. I'll never forget. I had a, heard a preacher tell us, tell me one time that said, um, you know, that all of life is a classroom mm -hmm. and that we are the pupils and God is a master teacher. And there's only one lesson in life he wants to teach us. And what is that? to trust him, mm. 
You know, and I've always remembered that, that, you know, all these trials and tribulations we go through is so we can trust God mm -hmm. and we'll trust Him and He's faithful. Hmm. That is so good. Um, but if you don't mind, John, would you mind closing us in prayer and just praying for those listening, either those that are crippled with fear or that maybe can offer encouragement to someone that is? Okay. Do you mind praying? Yeah. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you that uh, though we're not... Uh, Though, the, though we will suffer, honestly, Lord, though we'll go through difficulties and hardships and storms, Lord, that you're with us and that you tell us to fear not. And we thank you for that, Lord. Mm -hmm. I thank you that uh, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you, Father. Whenever we are afraid, we'll trust in you. Father, I just pray for, for myself, first and foremost, that as fear comes upon me or those listening, as fear comes upon them or us, Father, that we will run to you, run to our Heavenly Father who loves us. We are your children. Father, you are the maker of heaven and earth. You know every hair on our head. You know when every sparrow falls. You know our lives. You have purpose for our lives, and we can trust you because you love us, Jesus. You love us. And Father, calm our hearts during this difficult time. Calm them, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come, come. Touch those that are overcome with fear. Touch them, calm them. Let them know of your presence, Jesus. Help us, Lord, and Lord, forgive us of our self-sufficiency. Forgive us of thinking we can handle things. Forgive us of even making it our battle. Lord, the battle is mm. yours, and we trust you, and we give our cares, our concerns, our burdens. We cast our cares upon you right now, Jesus, because you're a good God, and you love us. And we pray that the peace of God will enter all our hearts. We love you, Jesus. Fill us with your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I was blessed by the scripture that John gave and the wisdom that he shared. The coronavirus has impacted the entire world and is generating fear and anxiety. But as Christians, we don't have to be overtaken by fear and we can be a light in this dark time. Let's pray that the gospel spreads greater than the virus through these troubling times. The gravity of the virus creates pressure and pressure reveals character. This pressure will reveal fear or faith. Let's choose faith. I wanna close with Psalm 46 and I pray that God's word strengthens you to overcome fear in the coming weeks. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I pray that you will choose faith over fear. God bless you.